Let's go to the book of 2 Thessalonians, <clears throat> chapter 1. Let's go there this morning. I want to I I show you something. Let me get here. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Okay. <clears throat> we'll start reading in verse 6. Say amen when you get there. 2 Thessalonians is right after the first one. You find it? We'll start off in verse 6. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1, starting at verse 6. Y'all ready? Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. That's kind of a neat verse, isn't it? Isn't that kind of a neat verse? Is everybody awake this morning? It's a really neat verse to me. You know why? Because, because here's the thing. If people are troubling you and they are doing it unjustly and they are doing it in an evil, unholy way, the Bible says, listen, that it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. You know what he's saying? Don't mess with God's people. Amen? Don't mess with God's people. Amen? Thank you for that arousing applause. I appreciate it. He said, he, 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 notice what he says right here, guys. Listen, look at verse 7. And to give you who are troubled rest with us. Listen to this. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. I want to keep reading real quick. I want to go over to chapter 2. Okay, I want to keep reading. Go over to chapter 2. I'm going to make sense of all this. I'm going to tell you where we're going. Okay, skip over to chapter 2 real quick. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering to him, he is talking about the rapture. Okay, he is talking about the rapture here. The catching up of the saints. That's what this is. We ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled. Here's what he says. Either by spirit. Listen, what he's saying, he said, don't be troubled. Either by spirit or by word or by letter as if it came from us. Amen. As though the day of Christ has already come. So what he's saying here is he says, some of your people are going to try to deceive you. Amen? He says, some people are going to try to deceive you and tell you that you've missed it. That the Lord's already come. The Lord has already been here. And, and, and Paul is writing to these people. And he's telling them, he says, there were false prophets. And he said, don't let the stuff that's going on around you trouble you. Amen? Don't let the things that's going on around you trouble you. Look at verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come, he's speaking of the rapture, unless the falling away comes first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That is a reference to the Antichrist. Okay? Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. So he sets his God in the temple, showing himself that he is God. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Did Lucifer the light bearer do the exact same thing? He wanted to exalt himself above God. He wanted to be God. He wanted to praise. Okay, listen. It says, and then the lawless one. Hold on, hold on. Right here. It says, in the temple, showing himself that he is God. Verse 7. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, say he. Only he 
who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Thank you. And I know you're wondering why I just read all of those scriptures. Because I'm going to teach out of them today. I'm going to teach you something right here. And I want to explain this to you, okay? Because, because God has stirred something in my, in my heart. And we saw last week how, how Lucifer went from light bearer to Satan, the devil. Right? And I want to talk to you today about what his plan is. I want to talk to you about what his plan is. What is the plan of the enemy in the end times? What is Satan's plan? What is his master plan? What is he doing? Why did he decide to go from Lucifer to Satan? The first thing I want to say to you is, we see the signs of the times, guys. I have people ask me all the time, Pastor, do you think we're in the end times? Absolutely, we're one day closer than we was yesterday. Amen? We're one day closer than we was yesterday. We see the signs of the times happening all around us. The world is in turmoil like it's never been before. Amen. And there are three tremendous truths concerning the end times that are contained in the verses that I just read to you. The stage, guys, listen, is set for the greatest drama of the ages. Do you realize that? The stage has already been set. It's already been set for the greatest drama of the ages. We're seeing prophecy be fulfilled in such a rapid pace. It's almost like the end times are in the New York Times. Every time you read the newspaper or every time you turn the TV on, come on, somebody. Every time you watch it, every time you listen to it, it's like the end times are in the New York Times. Amen. Prophecy is being fulfilled at such a rapid pace. But the first thing that Paul says, that what we are to do when we start seeing all of these things begin to happen, amen, when you start seeing all of this stuff that he just, when you start seeing all of these things happen, <clears throat> he said the first thing, when you start seeing the signs of the Antichrist, and I'm going to explain all of that coming on the scene here in a minute, okay? I'm going to explain all that. But he said, the first thing you're to do when you start seeing the signs of the Antichrist, when you start seeing him come, he says, he says, number one, don't be disturbed. Don't be disturbed. Look at this. I want you to, he said, he said I want you to have peace in the middle of the turmoil. I want you to have peace in the middle of all the unrest, peace in the middle of all uncertainty, economically, socially, all the upheaval that we're seeing in our political um, um, parties and all the, everything that's going on. He says, I want you, listen to these powerful words in verse 1-7, uh, uh, 2 Thessalonians. He said this, he said, you who are troubled, rest with us. Amen. He said, you who are troubled, come on into the camp of the church. Come on into the camp of Jesus. You who are troubled, you who see all this turmoil going on out there in the world. He said, come on in. You need some Jesus in your life. Come on in. Don't be troubled. Don't be disabled. He said, come on in. Come rest with us. Come on into the church. Amen. Come rest with us. Don't be troubled. One translation says, do not be disturbed. Do not be dismayed. When you begin to start seeing these things happen, he says, don't be dismayed. Don't be troubled. Amen? 
Don't be disturbed. God's people are not to be upset. God's people are not to be anxious or worried or fearful. Amen. God's people, listen, keep hope alive. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to keep hope alive. We're not supposed to be fearful and anxious. We have a sovereign God who is in control, and I promise you his plan is going to come out. Amen. Amen. Don't get disturbed and start freaking out. Right? That's what he said. He said, don't get disturbed. We have a sovereign God. Amen. He knows what he's doing. He has a plan for his children, and he has a plan for his church. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. He has a plan for his children, and he has a plan for his church. And I want to put that verse up there once again. Um, 2 Thessalonians 1.7. You who are troubled, rest with us. Rest with us. I get it, guys. I understand. I understand the paranoia and, the, and, and all the things. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, I would be highly troubled right now. Amen. I get it. I would be highly troubled right now if I didn't know Jesus and all the things that was going on in our world. I would be highly troubled, especially the things that have been going on the last few years. 2020 changed the landscape for a lot. Amen. Come on, somebody. Especially the things. Listen, but you who are troubled, he said, come rest with us. Come on, rest in the promises of God. Rest in what Jesus did on the cross. Rest in the fact that he said, I'm coming back. I'm coming back in the middle of all of this turmoil. I'm coming back. He said, don't be disappointed. Don't be, I'm coming back in the middle of all this turmoil. He said, I'm coming back. What are you worried about? I'm coming back. He said, I'm coming back for my children and my plan is going to be released. Amen. I'm going to tell you this. Listen to me, guys. Don't let headline hysteria take over your mind. Don't let headline hysteria take over your heart and cause you to be fearful and tormented and worried and afraid. Amen. I'm saying to you today that the hope of the world is not in science or medicine. The hope of the world is not in our economy or politics. Washington, D.C. cannot fix this. Amen. Another president cannot fix this, but I know who can. Woo! I know who can fix this mess, and he's coming back. The hope of the world is in Jesus Christ and his promise that he's coming back to take his church with him. That's the hope of the world. For the Lord Jesus shall appear again. The government can't fix this, guys. Read the book. <laughs> Read the book. Amen. He's coming back. The Lord shall appear. Look at that verse again. Verse 1-7. He said, those of you who are troubled, come rest with us. You see that? And look what the rest of it says. Come rest with us. For when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. Amen. That is a great place to shout. That's good news. That's good news. The hope of the world is in Jesus Christ and his soon return. You know Jesus? Yeah, that one. The one who was crucified. The one who was spit on. The one who was nailed to the hellish tree. Amen. The one who had his side pierced. Yes, that Jesus. 
He says, I'm coming back. I'm coming back suddenly. I'm coming back secretly. And I'm coming back sweetly to get my people and take them home with me. Amen. He says, I'm coming back. Mm. You got to understand that. He says, I'm coming back to catch my people up with them. I'm taking them with me. That verse says, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven. Listen to this. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven, which means when, when, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed, that means that's timing. Amen? That word when has to do with timing. When has to do with timing. So I want you to see that he's coming on time. He's not going to be a second late, and he's not going to be a second early. Amen? As a matter of fact, look what Malachi 4.2 says. It says in the Old Testament, the prophet said this. He said, to you who fear my name shall the son of righteousness, listen to this word, arise with healing in his wings. Amen? Come on, listen to this, y'all. Arise is like a reference to the son. Amen? Arise. He said the son will arise. It's like a reference to the sun, guys. Listen, the sunrise comes every morning at a set time. Two things about the sunrise. Let me tell you something. Number one, you can't hurry it up. And number two, you can't stop it. Amen. Amen. And the same is true with the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't hurry it up and you can't stop it. He's coming on time. He's not going to be a second late. He's not going to be a second early. He's coming on time. You can't hurry it up and you can't stop it. It's coming. Just like the sunrise. You can't hurry it up. And you can't stop it. Amen. He's coming back. He's coming back. Well, he says, listen, he's coming right on time. I'm going to rise with healing in my wings. Whew. I want you to understand something. That the first thing he said is this. Do not be disturbed by all that is going on. He said, have faith in me. Isn't it kind of disturbing all the things you see going on? I'm serious, y'all. It's crazy out there. He said, have faith in me. I will take care of you. I will provide for you. I will protect you. I will defend you. I will shelter you in my arms. He said, do not be disturbed. And secondly, he said this, do not be deceived. He said, do not be deceived. That's huge. Look at that verse, 2 Thessalonians. Look at 2-3. Look at and let no one deceive you by any means. For that day, he's talking about the day when Jesus comes, okay? For that day will not come. Listen to this. Listen to this. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition. Now, this is very, very important. Very important. He said, don't be deceived. Everybody say, don't be deceived. He said, don't be deceived because the devil is a deceiver. Amen. And one of the things that Satan will do in the end times is he is going to come like the father of lies and he will use deception. But I'm going to tell you, there's a real revelation in this. Do not be deceived. He is going to come in as the father of lies and he is going to try to deceive you. But I'm going to show you something because there is a true revelation. Look at this right here. There's a true revelation. It says, Christ will not come until first the Antichrist is starting to be revealed. Listen, listen to this. Notice the specific wording. The man of sin. Do you see that? Do you see that how far the human race has come since the beginning of time? In the beginning of time, it was called the sin of man. 
By the end times, it's a man of sin. He has no good in him. Come on, somebody. That's how far humanity has come from the beginning to the end. It used to just be the sin of man. It was just, we all fall short of the glory of God. Amen? That's what the Bible says. But now it's a man of sin. You are just a man in the, and, 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 and I want to I tell you this. He, it, says, it, says, it says that, the, that, that he will not come until he's starting to be revealed. He is a man of sin. There will be a man of sin. What is that? He's called the Antichrist. Amen. One of the biggest names of the Antichrist, and I thought this was so amazing. Listen, it's called the lawless one. He's called the, the lawless one. Can I tell you something? What we're seeing is the beginning of social unrest and lawlessness in our communities, in our cities, in our streets, entire neighborhoods being taken over, guys, by complete lawlessness. Amen? Are y'all seeing what's going on? And it seems like people have lost their minds. Or is it just the world I live in? Because it seems like people have lost their minds and law and order is just now, it's just gone now out of control in, in, in many areas. And is that one of the signs that the lawless one? Listen, he's about to be revealed. The man of sin, listen to this, the man of sin, as the scripture calls him. It goes on to describe this man of sin in the book of Revelation as a beast. Amen? It describes him in the book of Revelation. And it says he is the epitome of evil. He is a man of lawlessness. He is a champion of wickedness. Revelation 13 calls him the beast, meaning he will have the nature of a beast. He don't have no good in him. Beasts don't have no good in them. They have the nature of a beast. He says this man has the nature of a beast, and he will be antichrist. He will be anti-church. And isn't it amazing that Jesus will not come? He said, he said, Jesus will not come until the great falling away happens. The falling away has to do with the church. The falling away has to do with the church and people going to church and being part of a church. Look at all the churches that are closed. Look at all the empty churches that are on every corner. Look at all the churches in your town. Look at all the churches that are closed down and are sitting vacant, especially over the past three years. Amen. Look what's happening. It's a great falling away. Are y'all following me this morning? He said it's a great falling away. Just the ones that have closed. Could it be? Could it be that shutting down churches is part of the Antichrist spirit trying his best to come to many who have fallen away? Could it be? He's got a plan. Families, generations, they're all falling away from the habit of coming to church and worshiping God. And there is a great falling away that has to happen before Jesus comes back. Amen. Are y'all following me? It has to happen before Jesus comes and before the Antichrist is revealed. Y'all with me? Walk with me. Walk with me. He said that he's anti-Christ. He's anti-church. He's anti-Israel. He's anti-Bible. And all I'm saying to you is simply this. Satan has always, I, I want you to see this. 
Because he's always done, look, can I, well, I don't have scripture. In Isaiah 14, we talked about it, so I didn't put scripture. In Isaiah 14, he says, he says I want to exalt myself before the throne of God. I want to I put myself in the place of God. I want to I cause people to worship me. I wanna, we talked about that last week, right? And when the Antichrist comes, listen, he will come and he will not only take over the world, but he will cause worship to leave the church and leave God. Amen. That's what it says. There's got to be a great falling away to come. He's going to cause people to leave the church. Listen, the church is going to be taken out of the way. I'm going to explain that in a moment. But, but, but the church is going to be taken out of the way. But notice what it says in verse 3. Look at this. It says the man of sin, the Antichrist, will be revealed. Y'all follow me? Revealed means exposed. Shown for who he is. It means that when the coming of Jesus is near, guys, listen, it can't happen. The coming of Jesus can't be near unless the beast is here. Y'all ain't following me. You've got to understand that the coming of Jesus cannot be near unless the beast is here. Amen? I'm just telling you. I'm telling you right now, which tells me, listen, the coming of the Lord is near. Therefore, I believe with all my heart that the beast is here. He's alive and well. He's alive and well. Now, you got to understand this. It's the unveiling of the beast. Are y'all following me? It's the unveiling of the beast. Okay? That's what we're beginning to see in our world. As we're watching things happen. As we're seeing things happen. We're, we're watching things that we never dreamed would take place in our lifetime. Do y'all know that? We are seeing things that we never dreamed we would see in our lifetime. Now listen to what verse 6 and 7 says. So important, so important, listen, that he may be revealed in his own time. Verse 7, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. The mystery of lawlessness, he said, will start to show itself. Amen? It says the mystery of lawlessness here, it'll start to show itself. It's going to start... Just before the beast will be revealed. Okay? Just before the beast will be revealed. So before the beast is revealed, Jesus will come again. Are y'all following me? Watch. The Bible declares this. That that spirit is being held back. Amen? The Bible declares that that spirit is being held back. Now, this is the good news, and I want you to get excited about it, okay? I know, I know, I know, I know this wasn't a good... This is the good news, and I want you to get excited about it, amen? Come on, y'all. Because the Bible says in verse 7, only he who now restrains. Do you see that? Only he who now restrains. Listen, so the Bible declares that that spirit is being held back, Amen? It declares that that spirit's being held back. The King James says, he that letteth. That word let means restrain. Okay? He that letteth. So who is the restrainer? Who's, come on, who's holding back the hordes of hell from taking over? Who's holding back the Antichrist from being revealed? Who's holding it back? He tells you. There is someone who is holding back Satan from taking over. Satan cannot do everything he wants to do. It is the precious, precious, precious Holy Spirit. Amen. you got to understand, that is a great place to shout. There's someone who has Satan on a leash. 
Someone is restraining Satan, Superman, the Antichrist. Amen. Someone is restraining Satan, Superman, the Antichrist. Do you know who it is? It's the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. It's the precious Holy Spirit. He cannot have his way as long as the Holy Spirit is on this earth. And I want to make this point big. I want to make this point big. I want to make this point big. The Holy Spirit lives in us. He does not live in a building. He does not live in four walls. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit lives in us. Woo! The Holy Spirit lives in you. The Bible says that your body is a living temple. And let me tell you something. You are the restrainer. Amen. Amen. You are the restrainers. This is why when the rapture takes place, amen, Christians are taken out. We take all of the Holy Spirit that's here with us. Y'all don't get it. When, this, when, the, when, when the rapture happens and the saints are taken out, the Bible says as long as he's here, the Holy Spirit, which means as long as we're here, we're restraining him. Do you understand that? Amen. Come on. Come on. We're the restraining force. The Holy Spirit has a twofold ministry right now through you. Do you understand that? The Holy Spirit has a twofold ministry through you, and that's why Satan hates you. That's why he hates Christian families. That's why he hates church. That's why he hates Christian preachers. That's why he hates anybody that has the Holy Spirit in them because we are the restrainers. That's why he hates us. That's why. We are the ones that hold back the hordes of hell from taking over the world. You got a mighty, 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 mighty important job. Amen. You're the ones that keep the hordes of hell from taking over the world. And if you haven't learned anything over the past few years, you need to understand and see that our freedoms can be stripped away just like that. I almost died of COVID. I'm going to tell you, if you ain't learned anything over the past three years, that our freedoms can be stripped away just like that. Amen? Amen. Just like that. We could be thrown in concentration camps. We could see the economy crash. And all of that is being restrained by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because of you. Because of you. We could all be thrown into concentration camps, the world, and that is all being restrained. The Holy Spirit has a twofold ministry. Number one, he's here to help the saints. He's called the comforter for a reason. He's here to empower and he's here to help us, but he's also here to hinder Satan. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. And he's doing both at the same time. He's here to help us. He's here to help the saints. He's here to help the church, but he's also hindering Satan and restraining him back. Amen. True fact. True fact. No wonder the devil hates church. No wonder churches are under attack everywhere. No wonder the church is being pushed out of culture more and more. Oh, you can't do this. You can't pray. The head coach at Auburn University is in trouble right now for baptizing some people. Come on, somebody. They're pushing the church out of the culture because there's got to be a great falling away that happens. Amen. Church is being pushed out. You can't pray. You can't sing. You can't dance. Well, that's not happening at Restoration Church. Amen. Let me tell you something. Because we're going to shout. We're going to sing. We're going to praise the Lord in here. Hallelujah. We're going to be the restrainers that hold back Satan from taking over the world. Is that okay with y'all? Y'all got a job to do. We're going to be the restrainers. We're going to scream and shout. You know why? 
Because we're going to give our children and our children's children just a little bit more time to win the world. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus is coming back. We need to give our children and we need to give our children's children more time to win the world. We got to be the restrainers. Are y'all catching this? Does this make sense? The Holy Spirit is in us. And when that's taken out of the way, Jesus is coming back. Amen. The Holy Spirit in us will be taken out of the church. The believers that have the Holy Spirit in them will be taken out. And when that happens, a flood of wickedness will come. A flood of wickedness will come. It's called the Great Tribulation. And then the Antichrist will come. But praise God for that restrainer. Praise God for that precious Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Praise God for him. Satan's master plan is tied to a master man. Satan's master plan is tied to a master man. Amen. He's called the Antichrist. He will turn this world into a concentration camp. It's very clear. The Antichrist will turn this world into a concentration camp in Revelations 13, 18. So it's right here what your number is going to be. And that number, every inmate will have is 666. Every one of us. I mean, going to He will turn this world into a concentration camp. And your number is going to be 666. And then it says in verse 17, look at this next verse. That without that number, no one may buy or sell unless you have the mark. No sign, no sale. No mark, no merchandise. That's what it says. He will turn it into a concentration camp. And how will all of this be organized? Through computers. Through computers. The more, I'm going to tell you, the more machines act like men, computers are taking over the world. And the more machines act like men, the more men act like machines and we fall right in order. If you have not learned anything over the past three years, the more machines act like men, the more men act like machines, and we will fall right into order. And we will fall right into line. Amen. Because I want to tell you why. When the church is gone, when the Holy Spirit's gone, y'all, listen. When the people of God are gone, then will come the Antichrist and the revealing of the beast. He will immediately, for seven years, begin his reign. He will be a global charmer. He'll be handsome. He'll be powerful. He'll bring economic prosperity, not just to America, but to the entire world. It'll look beautiful. And then there will be people who are saved during the tribulation. And then there will come Days of torture and terror 
for anyone left behind who believes in Jesus Christ and refuses to take the mark of the beast. But here's what he said to you and me. And I'm almost done. Sandy knows her. Y'all was there. Y'all was there. Listen. But here's what he said to you and me. Amen. Here's what he said. He said, number one, when you see all of this starting to happen, don't be disturbed. Don't be troubled. You who are troubled, come rest with us. Hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I'm just making sure I can get my kids on board. I'm making sure I can get all of y'all on board. Don't be disturbed. I'm telling you, don't be disturbed. He said, don't be disturbed. You who are troubled, come rest with us. Don't be disturbed. Secondly, he said, don't be deceived. The Antichrist will come with lies. Many Christians are turning away from the faith. Many Christians, listen, they're turning away from holiness and living a godly life and, 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 and loving each other and the gospel's being mixed with this and mixed with that and mixed with this and that and mixed with this and that. And then it's not a true gospel. Amen. Don't be deceived. Matthew 24, 24 says that even the very elect will get deceived by stuff that's going to get them into all these other things that's going to draw them away from a pure gospel. Amen. Look at what it says for false Christs and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders to deceive even the very elect. But then comes this powerful thought. I want you to understand this. This powerful thought. Don't be disturbed. Don't be deceived. Don't be disappointed. Amen. Come on, don't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Because 2 Thessalonians, look at verse 8. Look at verse 8 right here. It says, then the lawless one will be revealed. Whom the Lord, come on somebody, will consume with the breath of his mouth. Woo! And destroy with the brightness of his coming. It's then. Yeah, come on. It's then that 666 meets our buddy, 777. Amen. Amen. Woo. There's coming a day when 666, y'all. Here he is. All the hell. All the evil, everything the devil's got, everything the enemy's got, 666, gonna come face to face with 777. Woo! And the Bible says when he comes face to seven, comes face to face with 777, that he's gonna be consumed with his breath. Amen. That's good news. We won't be disappointed when our Savior comes. Amen. We won't be disappointed when he splits the eastern skies. We won't be. Come on, somebody. We won't be disappointed when he comes back. We won't be disappointed when we come riding back with him at the second time and we get to set up our kingdom and rule and reign with him. Woo! We ain't going to be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Every tongue will confess and every knee shall bow that Jesus is the Lord. Don't be deceived. Just because everybody else is falling away and turning away and going back to wickedness and, and doing all the things, don't be deceived. Stay true to God because if you do, you will not be disappointed.
He's coming back just like he promised. Amen. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet for me all around this room. Y'all stand to your feet for me. <laughs> Whoo. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Are y'all ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? He's coming back. Do you believe that this word is true? You do? You believe this word is true? Just like the prophecies of Jesus' first coming were fulfilled. I believe with all my heart that he was born, died on a cross, and rose again. I believe it with all my heart. I believe it with all my heart. And I believe that this book is still telling me the truth. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Are you ready? He's coming back.